0: Hello, Chomp Nation, and welcome to another exciting episode of the ChompCast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. It's a podcast where if you listen long enough, you will be on a spaceship soaring through the stars, marveling at the speed to which you are traveling. You are cleaning up the aft portion of the ship, polishing the metal fixtures, wiping the walls, and sweeping up the dust and soot from the floors. You hear some cantankerous yelling and playful arguing between the rest of the crew. You chuckle to yourself, having heard how this all goes. You stand up, brushing your knees off, and start eavesdropping. Drax, you can't keep leaving the fridge open, man. My apples won't be cold. Are you accusing me, Peter? Who keeps the apples in the fridge? I am Groot. Look, I'm not mad, but my apples are just getting
1: a little too hot, Drax. I didn't touch the damn fridge. I'm so sick of this.
0: Thinking to fix the situation. <laughs> Thinking to fix the situation and no longer be in the background, you boldly stand up and say.
2: All right, it, w- it was me. I'm-, I'm sorry. I was cleaning out the bottom of the fridge and I must have forgotten to close it.
0: Uh, I hope you guys can forgive me. They all stop talking and slowly crane their necks to stare directly at you. You suddenly realize your mistake for trying to take the heat off of Drax. Your next memory is waking up and falling off of the ship, being dumped on some remote planet as the ship flies off. As you can tell, we have superheroes on the mind this week. We are going to be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy. The new game. We will also be talking about Moonlight Glow, and by me, I mean Rich. Moonglow Bay. Moonglow Bay. Fuck, I fucked that up. How? Why, why did I write Moonlight Glow? What the fuck you, was you, that?
2: you fucked it up so bad, I had to like my brain had to rearrange to remember
0: what the name of the game was. Moonglow Bay. I don't know what the. F- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It- I swear, I swear, I'm not high. Is that what you really wrote in chat? If, it, if that is
2: what I wrote in chat, if I, if I wrote it wrong in chat, it's because of autocorrect, I assure you, but I don't think I did.
0: Nope, you did not. <laughs> I don't know I was drunk. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking.
2: Well, lucky for you, I'm drunk now.
0: <laughs> okay, let me let me rewind. We will be talking about Moonglow Bay, and by we, I mean rich. We have the topic of the show first, Metroidvanias, platformers, and roguelites. Choose one and get rid of the other two forever. We have listener comments from you left on the Sorcha Instagram, which you can now leave every Thursday on the topic post. We have some delectable polls this week, comparing how Halo looked two years ago to now, Charles Martinet and Mario, Guerrilla Games hiring for more Horizon content, modders and fallout 4 a new woob tang game what is fantasy star a classic and the new uncharted movie we'll be rounding out the show with shouting out and praising our glorious patreons our our patreon or patrons rather i always mix those two patrons for supporting this show There will be more details on that later if you are interested in becoming one of the supporters. But, without further ado, let's get into some intros. Let's meet the crew today. So I am joined by the haberdasher of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He has divulged to me that business has been extremely slow since it is a rare occurrence when his services are called upon. So, he has spent time on the side. Crafting bombastic hats for the mustache twirling villains in anime games Never one to turn down a job or an ooh-woo. It's rich Meister rich. How you doing today? I'm pretty good. Uh, I had to find some downtime in between this because
2: I was making a scarf for Groot. and He's quite (laughs) large
0: He's a pretty big guy or Whatever he is. He's yeah, I guess it would be a he, right? Yeah. He's a pretty he's, big I, I guy. I believe
2: Groot uses male pronouns, but is a, he's a
0: flora colossi He's a tree. He is a tree indeed. A tree deed. A tree indeed. That doesn't work. But what color did you go with the scarf? I need to know.
2: Um, I went with like a mossy green. I figured that would just complement his bark nicely.
0: <laughs> In this case, the bark is not worse than the bite. I got nothing today. I, I don't. No-
2: Groot is a herbivore. I don't think he has teeth. He uses his not, arms, mainly. Not, I mean, he's probably got teeth, but they're probably made of bark. So the they're bark made... is also the bite in this case.
0: Or they're made of wood, which him and George Washington would have in common.
2: And racism, probably. I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't think Groot is racist. He hangs out with a raccoon. Uh, uh, huh. Ha. All right. That, all right. That, mm. I'm ge- I'm, mm. Rich, I'm really giving you nothing to work that, with here. This I, is like, a weird intro. That, that, <laughs> that's probably the weirdest one I've mm. done in a long time. We've done it a long time. But no, how was your week, man? Uh,
2: Not too bad, man. Uh, Despite having like no free time whatsoever, I have plowed through Guardians of the Galaxy because uh, I was just very into it. Uh, Review is up now if you're listening to this. And I know this because for once I'm not gambling with my odds of finishing it over the weekend. I literally finished it before
0: we started. Which is impressive to me, <laughs> to be honest with you. You crushed that game out in a few days. I'm actually excited to hear more about it because uh, yeah, we will get into it. I've been I've been debating purchasing it because of how interesting the Avengers turned out to be. So the
2: event, the fact that it is basically nothing like the Avengers is the only reason worth
0: buying this game. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I'm excited to hear more about that, but I'm glad you're here, Rich. I'm also joined by a man who is just sick of my shit. How dare I make him choose between his gaming babies for the topic of the show this week? A man who has been plotting my death since day one, but fortunately, I live across the other side of the world. It's Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing, buddy?
3: All right, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I think I've decided I'm going to go with Macaulay Culkin and, and not Elijah Wood. Um,
1: <laughs> I don't know why, he just well, seems so trustworthy. <laughs>
0: There's something about him in that film. Right? right? <laughs> that, I'm glad you made that reference. That, that is such a good movie. <laughs> then again, I mean, if you were to take Elijah Wood from Sin City, you might be in good hands. <clears throat>
2: I was thinking of child actors, and then I got more so stuck on powder from the movie Powder. Hmm.
0: I've never seen that movie.
1: You know, I probably don't need
0: to. You know what movie I loved as a child that is probably absolutely horrendous in in retrospect is uh, Snow Day, the Nickelodeon movie. Do you guys ever watch that? Uh, is that is that a Josh Peck joint? Is that he's in Josh that? Peck yes, and, hmm. and his character is reduced to multiple fart jokes.
2: Um, why am I? Hold on, I need to look up the cast
0: of this <laughs> Snow Day. Yeah, I like I remember he's in it, and I, I wait, can't Chris remember. Elliott is in that? Yeah, Chris Elliott is in that. Yes, <laughs>
1: oh, and then I kind of want to
0: watch this movie now. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's also so good at the same time. Like the Rotten Tomato score is a twenty nine percent, but. That's a great twenty nine percent. Yeah, I'm sure right it's there.
2: not good, but I'll watch Chris Elliott be weird in anything.
0: Dude, he's an awesome. He's the best part of that movie, bar none. But also, uh, we got introduced to Emmanuel. I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, Cre Cre Tree Cree? Yeah, there's no way I'm pronouncing that. Don't last help name, him. He'll never learn. I'll, I've it's been this long and I've never learned. But uh, she's a beautiful lady. We were introduced to her. Mark Weber. Who was in Scott Pilgrim vs the World? He was in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Chevy Chase was in it. Oh, that sucks for everyone else who worked on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually he was actually uh, pretty funny in the movie. Ah, oh, what Iggy Pop is in that movie? I'm sure it's a cameo, but that's still kind of funny. It is, and Gene Smart is in there. She's awesome. I love Gene Smart. I'm really
2: sorry that all those nice people had to work with Chevy Chase.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, you know how it goes. But anyways, um, yeah, Josh, I I already know, but just just for shits and gigs, how was your week? And moving on, on. no, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it was a week. It was a week That's a big
2: glass of wine. This audio format makes this joke land.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He took about a five second swig or dare I say gulp, <sighs> or dare I say Josh. I'm, pull I'm waiting of for my one.
2: ice to settle, but I'll be with
0: you shortly. There you go. Hey. I gotta go to work
2: tomorrow, but let's drink half this bottle. There Suntory
0: whiskey. I mm-hmm. recognize that in literally every shop I go to here and it's great. It's a it's a good whiskey. I go out of my way for it in the States. It is mm-hmm. a very solid whiskey choice. hmm Yeah, after- Josh, I'm right there with you, actually. After the last two weeks, I, too, actually want to go have a glass of alcohol. And I haven't wanted to have one all year until this I, week.
3: Yeah, this week, man. So, I've, I've been trying to fix things just constantly, all week. Um, your house, your heart. The shower upstairs is was leaking down into my office. So, we're trying to get that fixed. And I'm... Like I try to give the repair guys space because I don't want to be that hovering, obnoxious person who's you know always just in the way or whatever. Should have hovered this time because anyway, I'm. It's Monday. They said they're gonna be there Tuesday, so I'm getting ready to do the show, and whatnot, because it's when I edit, get everything set up, all my, my tracks in place and whatnot, everything where it should go they call me tell them they okay we're going to we're going to be here in you know 20 minutes I'm like okay but let them in to come fix stuff you know leave my leave my editing until they're done see them out come back into my office sit down and my fucking mouse is gone the uh the the plumber who's usually here had a new assistant with him who I'm sure is some little teenage shit who thought it'd be just fine, I, c- I can take that, so anyway would've had the day disrupted anyway just from them interrupting halfway through and whatnot, but then on top of that, they just take my mouse, so I've, I've got no mouse to edit the show with and have to order a new one and then wait for that to, uh try to get that done um then on top of that we're still trying to sell our old house um mm. so still dealing with all of that trying to long distance from out of state sell a house and then on top of that for my wife's new job she needs an ipad which is not something we want because it's a fucking ipad like yeah the that's a- the, the only reason to buy an ipad is if you can't afford like a syntech tablet for like drawing on like that that's it uh but anyway the low-end ipads are all out of stock until december um, yeah yeah because of supply chain issues they made sure that you can buy their expensive models though they have plenty of those um so if we want to spend you know three times as much for for no fucking reason we could get one of those right away but uh I mean, if she was a graphic designer, that would make perfect sense. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's, it's just anyway. So we're trying to track down a cheaper iPad, but I think we're going to try to figure out how, how to make it work for a month in, in order to just get a cheaper one. Because, yeah. Sure. Um,
0: yeah, it's just been a week, man.
3: It's, it's been, been a, a week. week. It's been a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, then, and you know, then just sorry. a week. Yeah trying and get trying out, to recover man. trying to recover from that monday after ordering all this stuff and finding out how much other money we need to spend for this fucking ipad and i decided to crack open a bottle of of wine that i'd been saving for for years i put it away i don't know a decade ago or so and uh i didn't
0: realize it had been that long
3: anyway i go to get it and i i had misgivings to begin with because whenever we moved to Michigan there was that summer the house we were buying fell through um and so I ended up with a lot of my stuff in storage for uh, for that summer um and I am sure that my wine sitting in storage that summer all got heat damage um oh probably but anyway had not had a chance to do anything about it um Until now, and I'm, like, I'd forgotten about that, because that was years ago and whatnot. So I go to open up this wine, and it's just, it's just completely ruined. Like, the whole thing is, like, (sighs) brick orange, just rusted out and heat damaged. Um, That sucks. It it was so sad. It was so sad. So anyway, I threw away about $100 of wine after all of that, and, uh... then realized that yeah. I had the rest of the day free because I can't edit the show anymore. But uh, You can't was, get drunk to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I was in too foul a mood anyway, so I ended up not doing anything the rest of that day anyway, just kind of sitting there and staring. You know, it's, just to make the it's kids feel true, a little Josh. uneasy.
2: We spent uh, about... 2 hours sitting in a discord oh, chat God. together while I tried to edit and we learned that problems with my hard drives were making it so I couldn't properly read the files. Yeah, oh, um, I, forgot so I forgot I forgot about the tech edit.
3: support that I also did.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did some you did some tech support. <laughs> Me trying yeah, to man. confer with you thinking I was stupid, but you're like, "No, that doesn't make any sense. You're right." And I'm like, "Thank
0: you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this week, that's what I was going to mention. And I'm oh. Shay here from calling in from Japan. This week was just it was not our week. I um Josh was having all his issues. Um Rich was having his tech issues, and then I was editing literally every day this week until last night where I was doing some other stuff for Sword Chomps. So that's why I didn't end up editing the show and it went up late. We just we had a rough week. Um and I played and granted, an entire it all video game. Like, <laughs> it all sounds like silly first world problems, but Yeah. Uh, just a yeah. hell of a week, man.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yep,
0: but it's done. It's the weekend. Um, I've actually been looking forward to this episode for the past few days because it's gonna. I think it's gonna put me in better spirits. But like Josh, I know you had a rough week. I was telling Rich before the podcast yesterday. I banged my elbow on the train yesterday, and I felt unreasonably angry for it. Like I wanted. Like I don't know why I got this urge. I was like, I'm gonna punch the window in this train. I'm so fucking angry. I banged my elbow, and I was like. Why am I so angry right now? Like I just felt this <clears throat> this anger, this red hot anger and uh mm. I'll have to tell you why I think that is after the show. But it um, is anger
3: bone. I know why. I,
0: yeah, there's nothing yeah. funny. It was just pure unfiltered rage. Is the rage bone. Which is not in my pants. But anyways, um let's get Raging to the top boners, boners, <laughs> boners. <laughs>
1: I love boner.
0: Oh wait, that doesn't work. Uh anyways, uh let's get to the yeah, topic of the Yeah, put that sound sh-
2: Biden to the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I cut it off before I finished the ERS. Ers. So. Hey, there, they can mm-hmm. fix it now. Ers. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about the topic of the show. We wanted to do a more lighthearted one this week uh after, you know the rough week we had and you know we've all been super busy. We figured we'd keep it a little bit more simple and fun and freeing so it's a very simple topic you have three different genres of games you have platformers you have metroidvanias and you have roguelites and which one would you keep and which ones would you get rid of now just as a quick kind of primer for those who don't know what each one is um excuse me let me give you an example of some platformers that way you kind of have a basis that would be the, the Marios, the old Mario games, whether it's Super Mario World, Mario 3, those kind of games. Donkey Kong Country, you have Celeste and Super Meat Boy, and you have 3D platformers too, like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro the Dragon. Not the Skylanders as much, but uh, those would be probably under the platforming sector as well. So those, those kind of games would be platformers. Metroidvanias. Uh obviously Metroid. You can think of Metroid Dread since it's very recent. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which coincidentally is a game that um will be talked about through Sword chomp here very soon. Uh hint hint, for Rich, you can talk about that a little bit later. Sure. Um there are also more indie games like Hollow Knight, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Messenger. Uh those would be all games under the Metroidvania hood. And then we have Roguelites something like Hades, Dead Cells, Darkest Dungeon 1 and 2, The Binding of Isaac, and Into the Breach. So, I think probably roguelites are the most niche category, but I was looking for uh, something to kind of be on par between the three of us. Don't forget Breath of Fire 5, the the first roguelite. That's true, too. That's true, too. But, um... No, I wanted us to kind of have a basis of three games that are three genres that we all love. And I figured that those ones would be fun to kind of compare. So, um, gentlemen, we are about to go to war. Just so you know, I love both of you before and after this conversation. There is no, there are no hard feelings here, but, um... I'm already mad. (laughs) Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. Rich, I'm going to throw it to you first. Make the case for which one you want to keep and which other two you want to get rid of. Sure. Um. So some of my favorite games ever come across all three of these genres. That being uh, said... Rich, uh, I'm sorry. Can I ask you to put the knife down before you have this conversation? It's kind of concerning uh, me a little bit. No. Um, rich is holding a knife in his hand as he's talking right now, very listen, casually. Don't just be me, ridiculous! <laughs> <laughs> fucking bring it, Rich! Here's
2: what I'm <laughs> trying to bring it, bring, bring it, fucking rich. kill you! Uh,
0: <laughs> now they're both holding knives. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm very afraid. I don't have anything sharp or blunt near
2: me. Yeah, you're done, motherfucker. Um, good luck. <laughs> so, despite I'll all, you, <laughs> despite all this. Uh, When you pose this question I think the answer is rather obvious like it's platformer you preserve the platformer because the best of those other two genres really don't exist without platforming like the platformer is the base for a lot of these other game types Um, it is where a lot of modern gaming spawns from in general so I think you just kind of keep the platformer around because it's more important to games in general okay
3: okay still yeah so it's yeah. more, more
1: about
0: like it support. being the grandfather yeah. of the other games
2: yeah I mean you don't have uh, like you think about like Metroid or Castlevania Symphony of the Night or Aria of Sorrow any of the the Egovania uh, Castlevania games like all of those are platformers
0: at their core like that is the the base of them you don't have one without the other okay okay Josh I'll let you go next. Make your case for what genre
3: you would take. Um, I mean, I was kind of thinking similar ways. Like, I'm, I think genres on the whole don't mean much anymore, but no. as kind of a grouping of mechanics, you can easily get. If there's any you're going to get rid of, like the easiest one is the roguelike portion, because the the, the idea of, oh, it's going to be random every time is fine like it's whatever but it's not like that's it's kind of you can make a game you can just not randomize it that's always an option um i'm so fucking
0: floored right now i totally thought that's what you were gonna pick i i don't know why but i thought I thought that that's where you would go just because you like the difficult games, the ones that challenge you. And I think those are the games that provide the biggest challenge consistently.
3: They're the ones that have the biggest like knowledge base generally in into understanding how to, how to succeed at them. I don't know. Like again, like it's because it's because it's like the whole frame of if if you only mean everything all together, like the genre, like all the piecemeal parts still work, then then I think yeah you get rid of the platformer because just a platformer is kind of there, but like right. if if getting rid of a platformer means then there's like no platforming and anything else, then that kind of that's a that's a. It, it it depends what the ramifications are of getting rid of it is kind of my thought there.
2: I think I was overthinking it by assuming that was the case, but like that's the main part of it to me is like all my favorite Metroidvania's are also yeah. platformers.
3: Yeah, like Metroid, the Metroid and Castlevania are side-scrolling platformers that happen to have combat in them. Um, so it's like yeah, it, it kind of depends on the ramifications because I think. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, if it, if it's just getting rid of just the top level, you can't have all of these together in one place for it, you know, to still be... Like, Metroidvanias kind of require a lot of things to be Metroidvanias. Yeah. Sure. Unless you want to define yeah. it loosely, in which case it's only, you know, ability-gated progression yeah well what do, what do you have to say to this
0: Josh that maybe maybe this will give you another talking point here yeah your game of the year in 2020 was Hades a roguelite mm-hmm. however in 2018 your your first favorite game which was arguably a platforming RPG Crosscode
1: mm-hmm.
0: but your second favorite game was also a platformer called Celeste
3: yeah yeah, I know, I know. That's the thing. It's, like, it depends which way you want to take it, because, like, like I, I think... And then it, 2016,
0: I think, Rich, yeah. or not Rich, uh, Josh, your second favorite game, which was also, also um, I don't know which one you'd classify it as, because it pro- probably is a little bit of all three. Hyper Light Drifter was your second favorite game of that year.
3: I don't think it's any of them. Yeah, I
0: was going to say I I mean, it could be a little bit platforming. There are some platforming elements in there, but.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's kind of some couple like puzzly type platforming sections. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But yeah, like, I don't think there's anything randomized in it that I know of. I don't
2: think it fits comfortably in either, any of those categories. Um, I I would agree with that. Certainly takes elements from them.
3: Yeah, there are bits that are hidden that you have to go back with abilities to get to, but all the main progress you can do in whatever order you want. Um, Like, there's no main story progression hidden behind upgrades in that game. Um, Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, kind of... It really depends on the ramifications of, of... What we're well, getting the, rid the of?
0: ramifications are that the other
3: two genres disappear forever. Well, no, but I mean, like forever. anything, can you not use those mechanics in anything? No, 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 no. It's like, just like they disappear like, forever. So you can like, still have hybrids. Like, oh, this is a. Well, think about you know, it this that's way. Kinda... Like,
1: here's how
0: I kind of think about the question, and maybe this will give you an easier, cut and dry answer. My choice would be Metroidvania's that I would keep, and I'd get rid of the other two. Um, mm-hmm. I think platformers are great, and we grew up on playing platformers, and I love platformers. You guys know I love Crash Bandicoot. I love Super uh, Super Meat Boy. I've loved some amazing platformers through the years, but I think Metroidvanias are a step up. They're they're the next logical progression. And like, here's the thing: I love Black Sabbath. I love their music, and they're they're the basis of all heavy metal and you could go further back and look at the influences there into like jazz and blues and all that stuff. But where metal is now, like for example, one of my favorite bands is animals as leaders, which is this prog metal jazz fusion band. I could say, well, I wouldn't have animals as leaders without black Sabbath. Kind of like you're saying rich, but Mm -hmm. I think in my opinion, the the music that Animals as Leaders makes, while a very different genre, but they're still somewhat connected, goes above and beyond what Sabbath made. And that doesn't take anything away from Sabbath and what they've made and the massive influence that they've had. But I also like the newer product in this instance where they have elements from that, but everything else on top of that, you know? So for me, it's like, yeah, I love platformers, and I do love rogue lights, lights too. Um, I've loved Hades, i loved Into the Breach, um, I've loved some of the other ones I've listed, like Dead Cells was a, another phenomenal game, but to me, over the past X amount of
3: years that we've been doing this, I love Metroidvania love Cells. Consistent. That one, you lose Dead Cells no matter what you get rid of.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. all of those things.
3: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, so that one's gone no is, matter what. My it, answer it stood is no Dead chance. Cells. yeah no exactly
0: but um yeah i i just think metroidvanias have consistently been the most enjoyable experiences for me i've Mm. figured out through this podcast that we've been doing the past five years that that is one of my favorite genres
1: Mm.
0: and i I was kind of surprised to kind of really come to that realization last year that i fucking love metroidvanias and it was kind of it's kind of funny that it wasn't until Last month, that I finally played a Metroid game through its entirety, uh, which is kind of crazy to me. But yeah, um, now we got to
2: get you to uh, <laughs> go get in on some of the, the Castlevania, Metroidvania propers. Yes, i know those exactly. are never really your jam either oh yeah it's time to well play exactly Sym- For that uh, of uh, that Night game track.
3: boy advanced collection is a great place to start if you're <sighs> Ooh, in the mood. baby
2: yeah play twenty dollars pl- just play aria of sorrow shay oh god yeah so good. yeah
3: i do i need to do
0: need to play some of those but um yeah i mean that's kind of where i think about it is that yeah. metroidvania is the next logical progression from platformers not that platformers aren't amazing and there aren't modern platformers. I mean, Mario Odyssey is a phenomenal 3D platformer, but yeah. um, to me, Metroidvanias are kind of my bag, at least right now. So, no, I, I think Maybe that's that'll
2: give, fair. Give, mm-hmm. I, I was gonna actually say, bring that logic into it. Like, I think I might be more leaning with you there, Shay. Like, I, I think Metroidvania might be the genre I lean more towards, like, keeping around. Like, I absolutely adore like your standard platformer like super mario world is one of the best games of all time in my opinion i replay that game almost every year without fail there's so many good platformers i love but like when i think about a world where i have to give up experiences like symphony of the night like uh hollow Knight, uh to name something a little more modern to not just harp on this fucking playstation one game i'm obsessed with um (laughs) like oh they're they're some of the deepest most interesting games ever
3: yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because like, hmm, platformers. I, I kind of feel like are a space that only the best are even worth playing at this point. Um, there's not much of a, I don't know. Like people keep on making them. Like there's a lot of collectathons that people keep on talking about being great and whatnot, but. like they've got to be so solid mechanically for it to be playable
2: and and there are um, some of them that, that come out and are that like i, mm-hmm. I i'm literally annoyed because i'm racking my brain right now i know i played one recently but for some reason it's escaping my head Where i was like that was fucking great and it was totally that thing
3: oh yeah kaze and the wild masks came out earlier this year and it is
2: it, more of a donkey kong it, country it's, it's right? like
3: donkey kong country 2 but like more and better like it's 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 really good. It's really solid. But then there are a bunch of other like collectathon type things that I yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like I the reason I could keep a roguelite is just cuz it is the widest space out of all of these three. Like sure. You can do anything with that starting framework. Um i mean even something like returnal which is a bullet hell third person shooter that also happens to be a metroidvania it, like kind of exists because it's you know it, it's it's that doesn't happen in other genres that you end up with all that other influence and it doesn't completely burst at the seams um whereas you know roguelites have gone all over the place with how the mechanics yeah. work. Um, so like that, that would be the reason I'd keep that around. If, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This it's, it's tough. It's tough. Like you could, depending on the day, I could be convinced of any of them is kind of where I'm at. Well, um, to be honest with
0: you, when I made this one, I was like, this is going to be the hardest on Josh. Like this is, this is pretty easy for me. Like I love the other two genre genres, but platforming, I think it's to nobody's surprise. Um, has been my bag the last few years especially
1: mm-hmm. and Rich
0: I knew this one was probably going to be a little bit harder on you because I know your affinity for platforming games but I also know how you love Metroidvanias and roguelites are great too like man like uh, you know the breach was granted you weren't here at the time Rich you hadn't joined the crew yet but in 2017 was our game of the year I mean we love roguelites here as well
3: but Josh I know you love all three of these genres a lot yeah so. And the thing is I like the ones that are more than one at a time. The best is kind of the issue. Like I just mentioned Returnal is amazing cuz it's a you know, it's a Metroidvania roguelike. Um same thing with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's that's a platforming Metroidvania. Like yeah. The platforming is the better part than the Metroidvania in it. Like the platforming Which is usually is what makes the opposite game so amazing. Yeah,
2: the platforms usually platforming is usually just the baseline for those Metroidvanias, whereas like Ori does its most interesting stuff with the platform with the platforming.
3: Exactly, exactly.
0: Mm, I don't um, know if I could agree with that, just simply because, like, I think, and this is something that actually you've even brought up, Josh, that um, I agreed with you at the time and still do. Is some of the most, yeah, I, the platforming is really, really amazing and phenomenal in that game, but also some of the fun in that game is being able to chain. What you can do with both the platforming and the combat, which would make it lean towards the Metroidvania. Whereas, like, you do a double jump into an enemy and then you're hacking them with a hammer, so you're floating in the air, and then you shoot, then you catch something with the, the bash ability, and then you shoot yourself up to another enemy and start hammering away at them. And it's combining those two elements, and the fluidity of that is so just unparalleled. There's nothing in the gaming world, that feels as fluid as the combat and the platforming. That marriage in that game, which is why it's still one of my top games of all time. So I like, yes, the platforming is phenomenal in that game, but I think, I th- and I don't think your you guys are intentionally doing this, but I think you're underselling the, the Metroidvania slash combat aspect of a, of that a little bit, as those two combine together so well.
2: It was intentional on my part.
0: <laughs> well, I was I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh. But- that's your mistake,
1: um, <laughs> rookie uh,
0: mistake.
2: I just like to like slam anybody. And, like uh, it, nothing feels more fluid. And, like spoken like somebody who's never played F Zero. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got me. I actually right. have never played that game. I've Called you out. out. I'm looking um, forward to that being on the the switch. Um, oh, it's gonna the, it's their, gonna be real good. F Zero. Hell yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Um. But uh, what what was I getting at there? Yeah, the I mean, I I think that's the thing that's so wild about Metroidvania though, is those they could swing so hard in different directions. Like I do. I do truly believe like what Ori does with the platforming and the way it combines it with the combat is some of the more interesting stuff that game does. Where then to like harken back to older ones where we were finding our legs like Metroid games have some pretty basic platforming for the most part, maybe some tricky stuff later on. And then I think of like the end game of Castlevania Symphony of the Night where you can almost make it not a platformer by the end of that game. Like when you're in the reverse castle, you're just a fucking bad all the time. You don't give a shit about the platforms. You just.
3: Yeah. I think even before then you've got like infinite double jumps at that point anyways it's basically what's like just like metroid where you can just you get the the jump boots yeah you're jumping
2: forever but like it was more so in the sense of like the reverse castle is literally inverted so it's not designed to be great for platforming so it's just i'm gonna bat everywhere and ignore platforms Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah i think like to be honest with you if i'm being completely transparent i think metroidvania is probably the easiest one to pick because it takes platforming is like hey i'm making this better so it's a very
3: safe category for me i think to be honest with you but also but again it's like, the
0: one i enjoy the most
3: kind of like rich was saying generally it takes platforming and makes it worse like there are only a few <laughs> of them like ori that actually make good platforming um, yeah, yeah i mean you're right i, I, like, wouldn't I think s- about
2: that's not how i'd, I'd think phrase about, it I, I wouldn't say makes it worse i'd say just like does the least with it yeah like, I, i'd yeah. say it
0: doesn't optimize it as much it'd probably be the better way to put that yeah and, and i mean like Josh, we could think about Ender Lilies, the game that we talked about earlier this year, and how, like, some of those elements at the end where they try and do interesting things with the platforming, but it's like, there's no way I would have figured some of this stuff out on my own without. Yeah, and it's,
3: like, it's and that not game is, interesting oh, things with the platforming so much as it's like, here, we put in something that only the speedrunning community that intentionally goes about breaking games would ever figure out how to do. Um, right. Like, it's, it's not a normal way it's to use mechanics it's not even a way you could accidentally find out how to do it's it's literally something you'd have to go about intentionally trying to break stuff to find um, the best solutions are the generally ones you find i do but like yeah like even i didn't find that stuff it's like yeah
0: yes yeah and i mean th- that was the exception in that game than the than the yes. norm but yeah but yeah for example i mean to be completely transparent about those things but Mm -hmm. yeah for me i um i think it's metroidvanias rich you what do you think
2: i think i think i'm with you there i think i've settled on metroidvania after our our little conversation here i I came in hot thinking it was gonna be platformers but like sort of reevaluating the rules
3: of the situation i think i would also go with metroidvanias josh i'm trying to think because there have been so many different
2: 60 seconds on the clock
3: roguelikes yes over the years Trying, I'm trying to think back through all of them to figure out uh make sure you're not forgetting anything yeah where they where where I land on it like I still think that that's the most flex that roguelikes are the most flexible space I mean without that we don't get um I always say the wrong one I always say net hack when I mean net runner and net runner when I mean net hack um that's net right. hack I mean, is they're... the I'm sure that's the roguelike and I'm sure I'm wrong because I'm anyway. Um not let the me card shoot, let game me shoot the roguelike um let anyway. me shoot you a list of some roguelike but, games but really anyway quickly. so i've got i've got those i've got
0: <sighs> let me let me shoot you much. a list of some too much roguelites so yeah. you can have a refresher you have Enter the Gungeon you have Crypt of the NecroDancer mm-hmm. you have Spelunky you have FTL uh you have let's see i'm trying to get in some i don't know if you ever played Risk of Rain Never played that. No, Mo- a lot of yeah, people. And really net like hack, Reese like Debrain. you said, net hack is one of them. Children net of hack. Morta, Morta.
3: Yep. Children of Morta is great. Uh, Scourgebringer. That one I didn't like so much. You have Rogue. <laughs> obviously, you have.
0: Yeah, obviously, that one's
2: sort of important to the genre. BPM,
0: mm-hmm. which is one that Rich played, bullets per minute.
1: I no, don't know that,
2: actually play that one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, never so. actually played that. Yeah, you, you, like you, you said, to. Returnal.
3: It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so those are just some of them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and those are so wildly different because, like, Crypt of the Necro Dancer is one of my favorite roguelikes of all time because it's going back to the original formula the whole everything moves turn based, you know, dungeon crawling, and then making you make those decisions to the beat of something is right, such a cool right. take on it. Um, that I've just, I don't know, like, I feel like I've not seen a lot of experimentation with the other genres quite as much. Um, I mean, you Hmm. get some weird things every now and then, like, that, you know, Super Mario Galaxy, where someone's like, yeah, but what if you platformed on the entire planet? Um, Like, you get stuff like that occasionally, but yeah, I don't know, I think you may have been right that I'd stick with that one just because it's got the most space in it. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's a tough one cuz I think currently just like highest number of amazing games is Metroidvanias. Like that's the one you lose the most from. But losing everything in the future as well, I I feel like there's more space in uh in the roguelikes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I figured that was going to be your choice, but like I knew that it was going to be the hardest Mm-hmm. Um pick for you between the three of us. I knew you were gonna struggle with it the most.
3: So
1: Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, I don't know.
3: It's there's no there's not really a good answer there because they're both like again, they're, so they're many of so many that we talked about are you're part amazing. of literally all three genres. So right You're cute.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no
0: problem, buddy. All right, let's read some listener comments. Like I said, every Thursday at the Sore Instagram, there will be a post talking about the topic of the week. And if you leave your comments, we will read them on the show, which we love to do. We love to get get some listener input and uh, give some different viewpoints. So, Babel on Gaming TV said, "Gotta stick with the Metroidvanias." This is a great question. And it really had me stumped. And honestly, uh, their que- their answer came in pretty late. Which I was really happy because up until that point, as you're about to find out, it was um, a completely different genre. So I was very happy that they said Metroidvanias. Uh, Time Lord Burrito said, this is a tough one seeing as all three are my favorites. Join the club, buddy. I'd have to go with platformers. The amount of time and love I spent on platformers heavily outweighs any other genre and i think that's kind of yeah. true for all of us you know i was like we grew up mainly with platformers i mean those were what was most popular when we were playing video games besides i would say rpgs probably but yeah some of the most famous game were platformers during our time
1: yeah for sure for sure oh, yeah.
3: speaking of which you can keep reading i i need to check something cool i'm glad There's i have another metroidvania i was thinking of that I don't think you guys have played yet that I need there's to There's another roguelite
2: I, I was thinking of that I don't think you guys have played yet that I wanted to bring up, but I was waiting.
3: Okay. Yeah. So keep keep reading, and we'll find those. Well,
0: there's there's another sex position that I was thinking of that I don't think you guys it's, have tried. It's called I missionary. Think that's unlikely. <laughs> it's called it's called Will of the Wisps. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> um, uh, w- WJ Danilo said Growing Up it was platformers and even now playing with my kids It's the most fun, but I just love Metroidvanias. Ori and Dread were amazing. As far as roguelites, the only one I go back to is Dead Cells. Perfect gameplay. That's a good one. Dead Cells is an awesome game. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved his shout out for Ori and Dread because they are phenomenal. But I would say platformers are probably, he has a good point there, that they are the easiest of the three genres to get into, I think. They're the most entry-accessible, I would say.
2: Mm, Depends.
0: I mean, like, consistently, in
1: general. That's that's
0: probably true. I mean, like, I think roguelites are probably the hardest to get into, and you could make a case for Metroidvanias. (laughs) There's some really easy roguelites. There are, but not many. And I think Metroidvanias would probably... I don't know. I don't know, like, be, I don't think I'm a good basis for that because I didn't really struggle that much with Metroid Dread while a lot, obviously a lot of other people were talking about its difficulty, and I think that's due to having really fallen in love with the genre and wanting to devour as many as I can. I, I'm really used to the genre at this point. So, I don't know, I think... I don't know, I don't know. I would say, I would think, in general, platformers
1: I, I, I try are, are to avoid.
0: Easy-
2: you're probably right. I was going to say, I try and avoid commenting on Metro Dread's difficulty because, I don't know, I, I was one of those people being
0: like, I don't think this game is as hard as
2: everybody seems to
0: think it is. Yeah, and, like, sometimes, well, that's the thing, is, like, sometimes I agree with people that, like, oh, man, this game is actually pretty hard, and sometimes I think games are easier than people say, and there are some games where I think they're harder than people let on, you know? Um, I, I just don't yeah. think
2: of myself as the get good guy, and I don't want to come off as that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I want to be more empathetic to, to things, and you know, I want to help people when I can, but I, I don't know. I, when I think about platformers being the easiest genre, I think about like Crash Bandicoots. Like Those are pretty easy to get into for the most part, except the new, the new one. And um, I think about the Mario games, the, the newer Mario games, and I think those are fairly easier to onboard yourself with as well. So I think just in, in general, think, platformers yeah. are trying I to think- be more friendly to everybody.
3: Yeah, I think there's more effort put into onboarding people uh, in uh, in platformers usually. Although Metroidvanias are have gotten a lot better at that as well. Like most Metroidvanias are pretty easy to get into at this point. Um, yeah, I would. Say there, that, there aren't yeah. a lot of them that are brutal right at the beginning, other than like the Souls games. Um, yeah, it's like I th- yeah. I would I guess it, yeah. It, Uh, yeah in general
0: but like rich you were saying like it it depends on the game i mean i think about super meat boy (laughs) like that game is a fucking platforming nightmare to try like it onboards you fairly well but then to you know when you get in later it's like some of the shit you have to do in that game is insane
3: yeah and that's just to beat it whereas like again like the mario games generally are built around fairly simple main story. To yeah. get through, exactly, and then all the difficulty is optional. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, uh, making
2: your own difficulty is like the best way you can build a platformer. Like I've talked about in the past. I think Kirby is the most accessible platformer because it is as hard as you would like to make it. Yep. Yeah, like Kirby is super easy to get through, but it it builds its own optional challenges along the way.
0: This is actually giving me a really good idea for um, some topics. Uh, Josh, you're probably going to have to edit this out because I want to type this in so I don't forget it for possible topics. So give me 30 seconds. Hold on. Cool. The next comment we have is from Jack Marshall, UKC. He said, Roguelites be the bestest. Which, Josh, you got some company.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Feels good having someone at the top there with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I need to go back and they've added a ton of extra content uh uh to uh fuck. Cadence of Hyrule. I was trying to remember it was Hyrule oh, something, but yeah, there's so yeah. many Hyrule games, I'm like I'm there's like anyway, but yeah, That's Cadence a of Hyrule, they added in there's like three new campaigns in it with different characters. To I was play. gonna say
2: you knew new characters that behave differently, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um but but not just behave differently. Like, you can play them in the old stuff, but with their own campaigns as well. Like yeah, yeah, built yeah. around the mechanics, which is really cool that I need to go through, which is kind of less less roguelike, but they also added in a mode where you can play as any of those characters in just a roguelike, just like the original mm-hmm. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Which, um, hell yeah. That's dope. Cool. JT Ruiz said,
0: Talk about sadistic. If more games like Hades and Slay the Spire come out, I'm all I'd be all for roguelite. But I think I'd have to go for Platformers. I'd happily watch someone else beat Super Metroid in under an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Good news for you, Darkest Dungeon 2, is now out. So he can go enjoy some more roguelite, but yeah mm-hmm. i mean like j i know uh our buddy justin he loves watching uh speed kind of like you guys do as well so i think platformers are probably the most interesting speed runs to watch out of the three but i mean they're all three interesting and fun to watch but i think platformers are probably the most amazing ones out of the three to watch being speed ran speed speedrans.
2: speed run
3: speed speed Ooh, I just I just realized that I also get we you know it's eh It's borderline, but I I also get Minecraft along with mine. Oh so and, and uh that's that's what we like as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't really have the permadeath, but uh you get far enough away from your base camp or wherever and it's more or less permadeath. So. Yeah, kinda. Kinda, yeah. Um J Bro said This is an easy
0: one for me. Keep the platformers and nix the others. I already am not a fan of the roguelite style as I hate having to restart every time I die. The Metroidvania style games I like but there can be too much backtracking and I usually just go for game completion and don't care about getting all the items. Which I mean in Metroidvania you have to do both. Platformers are fun, easy to pick up and overall are just a great time. So. I mean, like, that's a really good point. If you don't like backtracking much at all, Metroidvanias are not for you. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But
2: I got to go back to the clock tower. Maria's there. I got to go
1: back.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. Speaking of, oh, like I told you guys, because I was listening to the previous shows, when uh, we got to the Ikenfell music oh. section oh, yeah. of... The conversation earlier this year i was like now i want to play that game <laughs> again as well
3: i just Man. uh i just bought a physical copy of that because they were doing a limited release of it just because i'm like i i, oh, I need, I, I, need I need a physical copy of this game that Who i did it limited run uh yeah i'm pretty sure it was limited run i think Is it, it just it ended all done though. now yes it, it was i think it was last month they were i'll have, have to check on amazon see if i, I will i'll
2: up. have to keep an eye out for you yeah points those, when yeah, yeah you can watch out for them but i don't think they're
3: shipping well, until like march I and mean,
2: more so, so when conventions start being a thing again because often oh, yeah. you go to limited run booths and that's where you find them unloading some of their overstock rich yep. if you find one please
0: let me know I i'm really I, want to i'm get
2: probably going to go to the next packs east in 2022 so All i'll right. probably go as I'll, I'll submit for the company so we can act, i can actually get in cheaper by cheaper there i mean at no cost cuz i'm not made of money um and uh uh yeah I'll, I'll check their i'll check their booth for you i'll i'll try okay, and keep please. that in mind
0: please and thank you all right uh beef supreme 13 said i hate myself that's it no i'm just kidding <laughs> I, hate so okay. I, hey, a... <laughs> I hate myself so i choose hey
2: that's my alt account
0: i hate myself so i choose rogue lights i can't help but to fall in love with the challenge that that genre gives me not me not that I don't love the other two, meaning not that I don't love the other two, but I crave the challenge that I had when I gamed as a child. hmm And that's, I think that's interesting as well, because as I think in general that we've seen kind of, and it's not a bad thing at all, games getting more accessible, which means that I think difficulties have gotten easier over time as a whole for video games as compared to, 30 years ago. And that's not to say I hearken back to the harder difficulties because we didn't have we didn't have the internet videos to watch. nothing like that. I'm not I'm not stooping it up there. In my day,
2: let's playing a game meant playing it yourself.
0: I mean <laughs> the thing was if we wanted to know what to do next, I don't know why I have that voice, but I'm gonna keep going anyways. If we wanted to know what to do next, we had to call a hotline to get advice.
2: If we wanted to know where Link was supposed to go, we'd have to ask Navi.
0: <laughs> She's so old now, she barely she barely asks you to listen because she can't hear herself. But Navi no, um, died
2: in that hospital alone. <laughs> and I regret Navi. it every day of my life.
0: <laughs> but um no, I mean Beast Supreme has got a good point that I think games have gotten easier, so if you're still looking to kind of have that challenge roguelites i think in general bring the heat when it comes to the difficulty you know they yeah. there's a lot of systems in place some of to them to keep do. Y- you learning and learning and um trying to get over that hump i yeah like you're saying josh not all of them but i feel like yeah. a lot of them there's i think that's yeah. where most of the challenge comes <laughs> like that genre is probably the most challenging of the three
3: that we've assembled consistently yes yeah in a lot of ways. Um yeah, like, I, I, I kind of mentioned that, you know, the Souls games were Metroidvanias, and that's iffy. The maps are arranged that way, but it's less about getting abilities than about getting keys from certain spots, which, for all intents and purposes, functions the same way as, as if you get extra abilities. But, um, yeah, so like, there's some tough stuff in there as well. And kind of like I mentioned before, if if you're a completionist in something like Super Mario Odyssey, some of those harder challenges are nuts. Like there's still some insane challenges in platforming, but they're not going to be demanding that of you so much as asking you if you want to try it. Um
2: and I would like to.
3: Yes. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, no. I I could agree with that. Yeah, there there are just certain brutal challenges in any one of those genres of video games like Mm-hmm. Uh, the speed running in Ori and the Will of the Wisp while not the most difficult thing is a very difficult oh yeah that's one of the, the harder achievements I've tried and not gotten yet mm-hmm. which I need to do by the end of this year um, Tawny S said the first one is easy get rid of roguelites the handful of games I can actually stomach in that genre is negligible the hard one is between platformers and metroidvania And while I love my Metroidvanias, Donkey Kong Country 2, Mega Man 2, and Shovel Knight exist. Mm
2: -hmm. Mega Man's kind of a Metroidvania. It's non-linear and you need
0: to get items to
1: progress.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I guess I'm just being a dick. I know, I know. I think it's definitely way more platformer than it is Metroidvania just because there isn't a lot of backtracking done in those games, I don't think. So,
1: there if is if you're all. bad at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's interesting. Cornspace yeah.
3: said platforms to keep. Oh, sorry, Josh, go ahead. Well, those a lot. If we're going that way, then a lot of the early platformers are actually roguelikes. Like anything that has yeah, a live yeah, system, those are roguelikes, guys. Those, those are, are uh, actually roguelikes. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of randomization, but uh, you know, you start over from the beginning every time.
2: They are they are run based. Mm-hmm.
0: I yeah, like something like Ghosts and <laughs> Goblins, which I mean, there is some some platforming in that, and it's more about the combat. But that's definitely a roguelite. It's
2: more about the <laughs> shitty design.
0: Oh god, those games are brutal. Corin Space said, "Platforms to keep." Metro Metroidvania, I can take or leave. You shut your dirty piehole, Corin Space, <laughs> and definitely get rid of roguelites. Growing up with platforms, platformers, it's the game type of choice.
3: Yeah. And and kinda of like I was saying before, like I still feel feel like those other two genres have more in them currently. But it's, I feel like there's more space in roguelikes. Since
1: I think looking so.
3: looking forward is kind of my thought there.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sid Pitts ninety three. I love that name, Sid Pitts. Um that's probably his last name and I'm just like, uh, Pitts. But anyways, Metroidvania for me. As much as I love all of them, Hollow Knight alone wins it yeah. for me.
3: Yeah, Hollow Knight. It's worth putting about a thousand hours into that game. Just pre- play it, find everything, and then play it ten more times. Like it's it is. It is that good. Like that game alone could could hold that genre up. Um, mm. Could be the reason. Yeah, yeah to keep it around. Right, exactly. So that game plus Silksong means I probably should have kept that one.
0: Where is Silksong? I want that game.
3: I, it's not real. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't really care at this point. Like, I'm, I'm fine waiting around because I never have time for anything at this point. And I know the way they've been talking that it's looking to be... a lot of content in there again and as much time as i put in hollow knight i'm gonna need to set aside some time for that game when it comes out and i don't have any right now i i agree with that i just wish they
0: would say like hey we're gonna delay it indefinitely we'll let you we'll get you like some notice when
3: it's actually gonna release when we feel comfortable. i mean it looks because like an awful lot like... of it is already playable i think they're probably just i don't think they're polishing at this this point but there's an awful lot playable and i'm sure they're still just working on new zones and, everything, and trying to make that's sure the passing through the entire thing works. Cause that's a huge part of Metroidvanias is, that's a good is point, making yeah. sure that one ability somewhere doesn't just let you skip everything else.
1: Yeah, at least, no, at least not
3: skip everything else. And if it's not in an interesting way, you're um, not wrong. It's just, I know that that game was first advertised
0: to be coming out, like not coming out, but it was first advertised in 2018. And I was well, it was so advertised
3: hyped. as a, expansion in the kickstarter like an expansion because of the amount that went into it and then they realized they wanted it to be a full game so it's it's been known about for forever at this point since before the first showing it off in
0: 2018 is what i'm
3: trying to say yes i
0: I know you guys are right but they really started showing it off in 2018 and it's almost four years later and we still don't have news on when it's actually dropping you know it's supposed to drop this year and just not a lot of news. So I just I want like one update saying like hey, we're looking yeah. at a fall 2022 release and I could live with that. My only how thought
2: about NF- how a- about an NFT? Oh, Would that God. help?
3: My thought is that they could be since we've not heard anything about it much since the beginning of the year that it, they might have some deal with one of the companies at this point for their mm. for their oh, this game's out now thing at some presentation coming up would be my only thought because we've not heard anything else this year and that seems right entirely that seems different considering how we've kind of been getting updates fairly regularly about it until this year
0: yeah yeah that's one. that's another thing i honestly hate as well is when companies kind of take over that and then they say like hey you can't say anything it's like well the fans are waiting you know like just say something yeah 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 i'm like i agree with you it's not a big deal at the end of the day if they end up releasing an amazing as an amazing of a product as hollow knight was i can wait for silk song i just want a little bit of news i just want them to be like hey um we're looking at this kind of release date or hey we can't give you details yet but um we're 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 close to being done like even that would be i'd be like okay cool i can live with that yeah so but anyways, the last comment we have for today is from Ribonucleic Acid Freakout, which is a fucking amazing name, mm. by the way. That's and pretty before good. I forget, before Lucky I forget on the that. previous on the previous topic, if anybody needs uh, any gameplay testers, uh, you know, if you need me, I, I'm free for Hollow Knight uh Silk Song. If you need me to test, let me know. I'm mm. here for you. Um, I will not do that. Game testing is horrible.
2: I will, because I've never it's done it. Literally yeah. miserable work. I would advise you to not do it.
3: I want to try it once so you, then you I can You You know how it. I always talk about trying to break everything? Imagine if you had to. I were 10 times more compulsive than I am now. That's what, oh, hey, I want to try it. I want, like,
0: yeah. I want, I want the, like, here's the thing you can tell me don't have that experience. 99 times out of 100 i'm gonna want to have that experience even more just so i could be like you were right and now <laughs> i have a frame of reference so i can agree with you you know that's who i am i want to experience things so i can approve or deny i can say hey yeah i actually checked this out or hey no mm-hmm. that's just how i am so i'm it's available
2: not, it's not the fun uh, amusing world that the the Ms. film disaster Ms. piece grandma's boy made you believe it was or mm. Mythic Quest makes it yeah. seem to be. They, they're having way too much fun for that to be their job.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Anyways, uh, to Ribonucleic Acid Freakout's last comment for us, some of my favorites in each category are in each category, but if you put a gun to my head, I, uh, none of us here are putting any guns to anybody's head. Let's be clear about that right now. Um, no. We no, never you've do got a completely
3: like free choice in this. It's, it's completely <laughs> up to you. It's,
0: and Josh or Rich would not hold up a knife to anybody either. So yeah. I forgot where my
2: be- knife was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your toe knife?
2: I don't use a toe knife. That's unsanitary. I uh, use disposable toe knives. Mm. They're plastic.
0: <laughs> but if, how dare you? But if you were to put a gun to my head, I'd go with platformers to stay. Oh, <sighs> platformers take the day. Mm. And what I'm a good pick? I, honestly I don't not that sad about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. It really depends on what how you're thinking about it. I think I it's was so like, sure I was going to. Rich's initial. In. If we lose all the mechanics from platforming, sort of take at the beginning, I feel like some people probably were thinking that as well. At least, yeah. well, to, if that's to the to case, then extent. we lose. We would lose Metroidvanias. We, we so. lose everything. We'd lose
1: yeah.
2: all the good ones.
3: Yeah, eh, there's still some yeah, good Metroidvanias so. that are like top down and whatnot, but they're kind of the minority by, by far. yeah Yeah, i'd say so i'd say so but
1: anyways that's the
0: uh that's the topic in a nutshell so uh thank you to each and every one of you that comment commented on the on the uh, post it left us some interesting comments to reflect upon we're gonna go take a quick commercial break and we're gonna be right back with games that we played so stick around and we'll be right back
1: straight, read all about it, new merch at store.swordchomp.com!
3: You there, boy! What news?
2: News, sir! New graphic designs over at store.swordchomp.com!
3: New graphic designs at store.swordchomp.com?
2: That's right, sir!
3: My god!
2: You can get all the designs you want on t-shirts, masks, hoodies, even phone cases!
3: They've done it. Those SwordChomp boys have brought Christmas early.
2: Aye, sir! This surely will be the best Christmas yet if you navigate over to store.swordchomp.com right now!
3: God bless you, son.
1: God bless us, everyone! we're back we're back and we're never
0: gonna leave you again anyways we're back um probably be gone like i
2: don't figure like we'll be here for like another hour and a half or so maybe
0: yeah that's true that's true you're right rich but uh, i was i was just going with the flow i was going with the music in my heart can't stop the music but uh anyways we're gonna talk about some games now and by we like i Two. said in the n- intro we're gonna th- Rich is going to talk about some video games cuz Josh and I did not play any of this week. We were mm-hmm. so damn busy. So, All right. Rich, you played Guardians of the Galaxy. The whole thing. <laughs> In the time that Josh and I did nothing, you did everything. Uh no, I
2: didn't really sleep those days. I was very into this game. Um review is up now <laughs> on the website actually. Um as of the release as of the release of this recording, it's been up for a few days. Um so, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, this comes to us, uh, published by Square Enix, developed by uh, Deus Ex developer Odius Montreal. Um, and I got good news, you guys. As someone who really didn't like uh, Crystal Dynamics Avengers, I feel okay about Square having the Marvel license now.
1: Hooray! Um, That's good news.
2: This is such a departure from all of the things about Avengers that did not work for me. Uh, no live game bullshit. Uh, no infinitely reusable simple mission structure this is a straight narrative game about the guardians of the galaxy and it's pretty damn uh good so uh easy basics you are playing as a very movie inspired guardians of the galaxy but this is a thing i think it handles a little bit better than avengers did these characters are different enough from the movie ones like distinct enough like there's a lot of inspiration taking from those movie versions because those are the versions everybody kind of loves and that even bled into the comics going forward like Drax is very much Batista's you know out there sort of Drax um this version of Peter Quill is a lot like Chris Pratt's all those character moments kind of bleed through but it is a a distinct version of them for one uh they established pretty early on that uh unlike the and this is more of a, a reach for people who read comics, probably, because I'm not sure if either of you guys know enough about these characters to know this. But one of the big changes the MCU films made was they changed Pierre Quill's origins uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, changed who his father was to Ego the Living Planet. Mm-hmm. It's established pretty early on. He has his comic book origins here. He is the son of Jason of Spartax, and therefore the crown prince of the Spartax Empire. He is a Spartoid and a Terran, half and half. And that, that is part of his character. He gets into his past. Um, what actually brought him to space in this universe and, and how he's been living out his life there but this is a rather newly established version of the guardians uh peter quill and groot and rocket and drax have kind of been paling around for a while and gamora has just joined their ranks and they're sort of finding their footing as a team and learning to work together they all know each other pretty well but they haven't been a a team they haven't been the guardians of the galaxy for very long in fact rocket brings up multiple times in the opening act they just got business
1: cards (laughs) okay all right
2: so uh gameplay wise you are taking control of peter quill aka star lord and combat is an action-based shooter with some melee attacking but it kind of feels almost like a mass effect light and i'll talk a little bit more about the mass effect stuff soon because i think this game takes a lot from mass effect Um, you're moving around and shooting, you move faster than you would in something like Mass Effect, because you're darting around a lot with Quill's jet boots, um, and then much like you would issue commands to your party members in Mass Effect, every one of the other Guardians has moves you can unlock for them on a skill tree, like you can have rocket throw a cluster bomb, have Drax charge at a group of enemies, um, have just like sort of shoot Roots up through the ground and do a knock-up attack, stuff like that, and then all of them have puzzle-solving elements in the more, like, open, sort of, in the game's progression. It's a rather linear, like, level setup thing, but sometimes they'll be, you know, oh, have Drax tear down a wall here, have Groot make a bridge out of vines here, have Gamora, you know, shove her sword into a wall and then fling you up a higher cliff. Stuff like that. Like, pretty basic puzzle-solving, but all... It feels good. It looks good. It works. Um, And from there, it's just the biggest compliment I can give this game is it, it sticks to its guns in terms of learning its characters it's, it's written really well like the character moments land the humor is good and it's got a lot more heart and I hate saying that because it sounds so cliched but like there's some, some tearful moments in this game like the way the voice actors play off each other is really good particularly there's some moments between uh, Star Lord and Drax where they're like kind of hashing out both their past that are like this is a lot it's emotional man
0: yeah that sounds a little intense man but it's it's like yeah I to me to be honest with you and I was telling you this before the show I was very skeptical and I still am somewhat skeptical because granted I didn't play the Avengers but hearing what you had to say about it and what other people were saying about it it's not a bad game but it just wasn't no, optimized no it is <laughs> Um, I, I mean, we have other people, uh, fans of the podcast who do think it's a decent to good game. I so. think it has
2: its redeeming qualities, which I wrote about in my review. And then I think the the post it's bogged down by its desire to be a live game and keep this content turning forever. And I just don't think it has the legs for that. I think this is a lot more competent as a game.
0: I think it, it makes a lot more sense for this, this game as well to not be a live game because guardians of the galaxy it isn't going to have as many revolving characters as something like the avengers
2: it's interesting you say that too because there are some there's a lot of like ancillary characters in this and ones who in comic lore have been members of the team before i don't want to spoil any of the story stuff but there is a character introduced who has not even been introduced in the the movies yet in this um that is a very little known guardians character in the comics so much so that they do a very new take on her character, and I think it's the best part of the game. Um, and she's
0: a big part of the plot. Um, I, I honestly didn't know there were more than uh, five characters in the Guardians.
2: Oh, the, the team we know from the movies is not even the
3: original Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. They are a, a reboot from 2007.
1: Mm, okay.
3: Okay, got it.
2: Um in fact in if you go by comic lore, uh, Michael Rooker's character in those movies, Yandu, is actually the
0: original leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do they talk about that in the movies? I don't remember much. Uh,
2: that... no, because in that lore it's not exactly the same. Uh Yandu does have ties to Peter Quill, but it's kind of a it was always a reimagining of of that team and that name. There, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on with the Guardians now, but um characters that have been in the movies are going to be are also a big part of this, like Adam Warlock um cosmo the cosmonaut dog who gets a cameo in the guardians of the galaxy movies but never gets his character really fleshed out is handled really well in this if you ever wondered what it would be like to have a psychic russian space dog talking to you um that's a thing you get to experience in full force in this game
1: mm. okay but yeah, cool.
2: the the level design is it's very linear it uh But it's got the sort of production of like any modern AAA thing. I think like when you think of like the moment to moment of action piece, set piece of like a God of War or something like that, it follows that sort of structure pretty well. Um, And all the environments you go to have a they vary a lot. You're going from everywhere to like ice soaked planets to uh, like Nova Core battleships. There's there's a lot of cool set pieces. And then uh, I was talking earlier about a lot of stuff it takes from Mass Effect in between missions. Um, You are aboard uh, Peter Quill's ship, the Milano, and there's sort of these Mass Effect moments of, you know, there's dialogue trees and stuff, and you can go around and talk to the crew and learn new things about them. Um, Certain getting to know certain characters in certain ways might even change out like their confidence in you and how they react to a situation later. It's all very surface level stuff that might change a cutscene or how a certain event goes down a little bit, but it feels impactful enough. And you kind of want to probe at them and and get to know these characters a little bit more because you can go look through their rooms and talk to them about stuff and learn what's on their mind. Like very Mass Effect
0: in that in that way. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Like every time I was like, I was about to ask a question. Is almost as if you knew, because then you were, you were just going on, like, oh, okay, answer that question, and then you start talking, and I'm like, oh, I have a question about, oh, he answered that question, too. That's kind of cool. So, like, you're not actually controlling the ship. It's very similar to Mass Effect. There well, actually
2: I'm, are sequences where you take full control of the ship, and there is, like, flight combat. They are few okay. and far between, but they are there, and when they are there, they're pretty competent. Like, I actually found myself wishing there were maybe a little bit more of it.
0: Okay, do you see like there being the possibility, now that you've seen the ending, maybe this is a little bit in a spoiler territory, do you think there's a possibility of being DLC where they have more of this kind of ship play content in there? There
2: could very well be DLC. I definitely think a sequel is in the cards. I don't know if the way it ended, if if it would make sense to lean into the ship stuff more going forward. Um maybe you could make a, a sequel a little more open in that regard and and do some more stuff with that controlling the ship and going from place to place.
0: What about uh, them introducing like a mode where it's just like the ship combat from that game? Would that be something that you think would be a cool addition?
2: I don't know. It depends on how far they go with it. Like all those sequences were pretty scripted, but it felt about as competent as playing like a and these are older games, so it feels shitty to compare it to that, but I'm like, "Yo, this is like a, you know, good modern replication of like Star Fox 64 or something."
0: Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking of too when you mentioned that. That's um, cool.
2: It's simple, but it works. Uh, I'm trying. To th- oh yeah, obviously the music we should bring up because this game has a fucking killer soundtrack. Um, they found really good ways to implement that stuff, and I'll go and get this out of the way. There is a streamer mode. If you play this game in streamer mode, you might as well not play this game. You're like, I, I think it just robs it of all its tone and heart. Um, so basically, in my script, I only found one thing I could really compare this to. And that was Persona's all-out attack. Uh, There's a system Mm -hmm. in combat called the huddle system, which is when you fill up this bar in combat, you tap L1 and R1, and Quill calls the team in for a huddle. And basically, you're staring first person at the four of them, and they're kind of talking about what's going on, like whether it's like, we're getting our asses kicked, or we're kicking their asses. And you have one of two responses, and you need to sort of respond to what they're saying and give a pep talk and make it make sense. And as long as you make it make sense, you get extra bonuses, like you might get less cooldowns on their attacks or, uh, you know, a health buff or a damage buff or something. But either way, this changes from the normal, like, orchestral soundtrack into, like, Quill hits play on his cassette player, and all of a sudden, now I'm fighting fucking Space Dragons to uh, Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart. And, you know, that's, that's the way to play this game. If you're not fighting Space Wendigos while listening to Rick Astley, you're not playing it right.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what you want out of a game.
2: hmm Out of any game. Um, yeah, and then the puzzle-solving stuff, I think, is simple but effective. It's have Groot make a bridge here, have Drax smash something here, Quill's guns, as you progress, unlock special elemental modes that you might use to, you know, freeze something to make a platform or uh, zap a door with electricity to open it. It's all pretty basic video gamey stuff, but it's serviceable, and it gets you where you need to go.
0: Hmm, okay. So, so like, if you were to try and put together like a few quick sentences to try and sell this to someone who bought the Avengers and feels felt incredibly burned by purchasing that game, like trying to sell this game to them, what would you
2: say? Story rich uh, action adventure mass effect like in the Marvel Universe? <laughs>
0: okay okay and what's the the appeal to this for people who aren't super into comics what do you what do you think like sets actually that?
2: that's something i even know in my review i think people who have no reverence for these characters or marvel could have a lot of fun with this either way like if you just take it as like this is an original ip with weird characters if that's the way you're coming into it it's still fun because everyone's written well all the performances are good um and then for the pure marvel fanboying as all Marvel games should have, there's a ton of hidden costumes to find. Um, my favorite set being the Nova inspired set I got for the whole team and wore for the rest of the game.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely more interested in probably picking this up now, uh, as we're coming down to the wind down of or coming to the wind down of the year, and there aren't many more games coming out this year, I don't think. So. Yeah. I'm excited, at least. But it's
2: a it's a uh, goodie, and I breezed through it in to about two and a half days.
0: Damn! How long is the the campaign? Twelve to fourteen hours. Okay, that's not bad at all. Interesting. Okay, it does have a fake out
2: ending that felt very Lord of the Rings, but I appreciated it in a really good way, where straight up credits are rolling into for it to be like, oh wait, there's a whole other chapter here,
0: and you're like, oh, they did the thing, they did the Marvel thing, yeah. Okay, cool. Is last question? Is there an after game cutscene hinting at something like they do in the no, Marvel No, uh, that last chapter is
2: probably the closest to that, but it's like it's like the real last boss is hidden, and uh, even that first send off is a good send off, but I, it's not quite that like post credit send off. Like yeah. it, it's obvious where they're going and what a sequel could be. It could it could go anywhere. It actually okay. does have, um, which this should be self explanatory for anyone. It has the Animal House ending
0: i've never seen animal house and i know i'm basically
2: you you get a snapshot of every character and it will be like peter quill went on to (laughs) blob
0: like ah okay gotcha 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 okay cool well there you go guardians of the galaxy in the books for rich now let's talk about another game that only rich played (laughs) moonglow bay (laughs) and i got the name right this time you did uh This is a Game Pass
2: joint um, that I remembered. All of a sudden, people were tweeting about it, so I was like, oh, shit, this is out. I remembered looking at this a while back, and I- I'm very early hours in this, but I'm-, I'm digging it. It is a voxel graphics fishing RPG. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, so you play as a character. There's some good... I, I wouldn't say you create a character, because there's like th- a total of like four models you can pick from. And then you pick one of them to be your partner, and you, you pick your pronouns and everything, which I think is cool when games give you that option. Um, and basically, the story is set up to crush your heart from the moment you begin. Uh, so you play as a retiree okay. who moves to this uh, little town in Canada with your wife with the hopes of starting up this fishing business. Like, she loved—in my case, your wife, you know, whatever, you can be whatever— your partner?
0: Oh, that makes sense. They moved to Edmonton, and that's where the heartbreak comes in because there's not a lot of waterways there. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: That's why. Um, <laughs> so it's this tiny little fishing village where the the fish markets were how this town thrived. But like, there's some kind of talk of like a curse, and people don't go out on the water, and it, it needs revitalization. So you're out there with your wife. They don't really get into what happens to your partner, and they die.
0: Oh, it's a crossover between that air avatar the last airbender it's the painted lady yeah
2: and then (laughs) then they jump forward three years and your kid uh comes to this town to kind of like snap you out of this depression you've been in since your partner passed away and basically talks you into like hey this is what what they wanted like and i know you wanted to some degree too you need to get back out there and fish so you start small with uh Basically, you know, you go out to the shores, you fish, and it's not just about the fishing though. It's very much got that kind of like Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing aspect of slice like of life kind of slice game. slice of life simming. Yeah, like you're you go and you fish, but then you go back to your house, and there's a whole series of mini games for cooking, so you can cook the fish and sell it. Like you're starting a street stall in the beginning hmm, to okay. um, sell your catches. They don't overcomplicate the cooking, which I think is smart. Like basically, the way they sum it up, they're like your fridge is only always fully stocked so the only ingredient you need is fish as long as you have fish you can cook um and then you come back and do the cooking and it you know excels from there you get your your old trawler fixed up so you can go out and do some deep sea fishing depending on different lowers you use different baits you use the distance you throw from either the boat or the shore and whether you're on the shore or on a boat you can catch all sorts of different fish um does michael bolton showed up show up not yet but i've only played about two hours uh so he could be do at any moment one detail i really did like is you have one of those typical like you know bestiaries where you're writing down information about fish yeah when you first catch a fish you're just a fisherman you're not a fucking marine biologist most (laughs) of the information is blank you even he even says he's like i'm not a marine biologist um but you can then go to the aquarium and have someone fill out the rest of the information for you once you've caught a fish That's
0: really cool i like Mm -hmm. that like it's a good detail
2: Oh, that's so um, cool. But yeah, that voxel style is really simple, but it's got a good look to it. And the fishing, I think, is just complicated enough. And then, like, the, the cooking and stuff expands upon that. And I can only imagine that the systems are going to get bigger and bigger as I progress. And right now, I'm selling the basically selling the food out of my house, but like looking into upgrading to getting sort of this machine in my yard that people can come up and buy food from. you just kind of keep expanding out on it and i i could see it going as far as you eventually running like a market stall or a restaurant or something like just things that make logical sense i'm having a lot of fun with it so far i definitely want to stick with it
0: i mean like it from what you're describing it sounds very adjacently but a little bit kind of like up where the spouse dies and they kind of have to that was the first thing
2: i thought of in terms of the setup
0: (laughs) yeah the fondness of life kind of thing the the visuals on that game because i've seen a little bit of. Screenshots and captures. It looks beautiful. It looks yeah. Very, it's, very... it's
2: simple. It's voxel based, but it's got a look. You have a dog named Waffles. That's an important detail. I think
0: that makes me want to eat not the the dog, but I want to eat waffles right now. Waffles. Huh. You haven't I haven't had with, waffles yeah. in years.
3: A likely I excuse. Was ta- look,
0: Josh, look, I was talking about this with my girlfriend last week. I was like, I haven't had waffles in years because mm. I live in Japan. I was like, I want some fucking waffles.
3: You you don't you I I guess you don't have that much space to bring stuff with you but yeah I was going to say you didn't bring a waffle iron that could you get a hold of <laughs> Josh, a waffle coincidentally, iron? coincidentally, I did not bring a waffle did not bring a waffle iron. <laughs> could you get a I've hold of a waffle iron on the Amazon?
0: Buying one. I've honestly considered buying one. Yeah.
3: So. No, it's something
2: you should waffle have. Waffle irons around. are good to have, man. I got a waffle iron. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've considered it, but uh yeah, I don't have a lot of kitchen space, so yeah. It's one of those things I've considered, but anyways, waffle uh, <laughs> irons are known for
2: being compact.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's not that that big, but folding up no, is kind I, yeah. of their whole job.
2: Oh, I was being sarcastic. They're big and bulky, and mine does not fold up.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, it folds Some in of half. Them do that's that's how you make the waffles.
2: Yeah, but it's still like this fucking big. <laughs> what? Like it's on a. What are My you waffle making waffles for a: huge? Huge. Jesus: Christ. No, It's on like a thing that turns and you have to like
3: rotate it. Oh: fucking... you've got one of those hotel motherfuckers. OK. Yeah, With, like the flip it.
1: Uh, yeah, OK.
2: This is a bed and breakfast, motherfucker?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why haven't you invited me over? Waffle. Oh, OK. <laughs> okay.
0: I need to flirt with you more, then maybe you'll invite me. Which <laughs> Have I uh, Poozie, muted and how removed. stunning your eyebrows are? i don't like to be patronized (laughs) i wasn't patronizing you i was being sincere jesus but no um this game actually looks really interesting sounds really endearing um (laughs) even though i'm not the biggest slice of life game type of guy i am not a big fan of stardew valley or animal crossing those kind of games stardew valley one of the greatest games of all time charming enough that i want to try it
2: yeah I think uh it's really cool i you it, know it's funny as I always talk about like I have access to fishing all the time, but I don't actually like fishing. I do like fishing video games um cool. I have plenty of friends who like fishing, and I go with them often because I like getting drunk at seven a m <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: Rich have you ever fly fished before? I've not like i'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a big normal fishing guy, like just sitting there and waiting like I can't stand that. I really can't, but like fly fishing is a completely different experience and i i know it's a very expensive hobby to like kind of break into but the thing is like when you have waders it like the water's still going to be cold but wading into the water actually having to do something like whipping that rod around and getting the motion for that is really really
3: fun it's kind of like golf where
1: the only challenge is yourself
3: and getting It's, it's waiting with extra steps rich
1: yeah. If you if, like, if you want a taste that, of
3: that, just go buy yourself a spinner bait, and then it's it's one extra step. And, and fair you're, enough. And you're but half that's like the, the way same.
2: There. That's the same argument for golf because I have a lot of friends who are into golf, and I'm like, I feel like this is just an excuse for you guys to get drunk during the day. I do well, not thi- need an excuse to get drunk during the day.
0: Well, the thing is, like with fly fishing, um, this is one of the things I miss most about living in the states. Like nobody, almost nobody here fly fishes, unfortunately. Ooh. And there's something to be said about waking up really early, finding a really good fishing spot, so far. getting up in there and just being in nature, like in the creek and just like part of it, of course, is like doing the whole process of trying to catch the fish. But the other thing, too, is like you're up at 5 a.m. When the sun's just starting to rise and you're hearing the birds and you're hearing all the nature around you. Sounds like that, fucking that terrible. That is my happy. Yeah. Well, Maybe for so, you, but that is like my happy place. The
2: only time I like to be open it up at 5 a.m. is if I'm up still. Mm-hmm.
0: I wake up at 5 a.m. every day, buddy. That's when I woke That's up today.
2: Fucking revolting. Oh, God. The sun is ashamed to be awake, and you should be too.
0: Mm. <laughs> nah, I couldn't agree with you less. Um, I I'll tell you a real story.
2: Like, when I would go with my buddies who go fishing, is a, when we were like early 20s, that. They'd be like, Oh, we're gonna go fishing on this Saturday, you're gonna come and hang out? And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And sometimes I would sleep in the back seat of one of their cars
1: uh-huh.
2: and just tell them to wake me when we're at the boat.
1: I mean that's
0: fair, but like boat fishing. No, no, really I mean fun. the
2: night before. Like yeah, yeah, I would go no, to bed at just, like three ask in the morning car and, going
3: in and you Oh yeah. Okay. Not like wake me up then. and I
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I that's
2: where my sleep begins. That sounds horrible.
0: It's pretty good um the only fishing i've really done here was on a boat and i talked about it a few years ago we went on the ocean and that was a lot of fun too because like um here in japan not to co-opt your your talking about video games but we went i went with some former co-workers they rented a boat we went out there caught a bunch of uh thai which are the red snappers which is what taiyaki like the shape of taiyaki is based off of and they're pretty expensive fish is the thing so, like, it was pretty expensive to rent the boat and split it between us. But then we caught like over 30 Thai fish. And the thing is, that was like a couple hundred dollars worth of fish right there. And so, after we catch that, we brought it back to our school and we basically went through the whole process of scraping off all the scales, removing all the spines, and then, you know, gutting and cleaning the fish. And it was just so rewarding to go through that whole process and then eventually get to cook it. I, I mean it's I not do, something I would normally do, but like to do that uh-huh. was a lot of fun. We we do I do I can appreciate
2: that and I have enjoyed knowing what the end product is gonna be, like doing deep sea fishing occasionally, like we'll charter a boat, go out and have some drinks and uh mainly around here what we're angling for at that point if you're going deep sea fi- You're going for flounder or you're going for bluefish. <laughs> <Angling> for <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do that is the funny part. Um is so I would go like uh bluefish, like for bluefish a lot. And nothing would please me more than, like, you know, clean up a bluefish, uh, barbecue sauce, grill that baby. That's pretty good.
0: I don't know why you put barbecue sauce on fish, but fair enough.
2: On um, bluefish? Fuck yeah. <sighs>
1: I'm, it's a I'm plain the nice fish, one. Josh. It's a plain fish. There's
3: so many At least you're color. not going to call it barbecue, like, some fucking Californian, so... We'll oh no let no! Let it slide for that.
2: I'll put barbecue sauce on a bluefish because bluefish tastes like nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. There's so many different. Yeah, but ways at least you're not you calling could... it barbecue. Is the point? Because
2: oh no no! I'm yeah, throwing it on yeah. a fucking grill. Like mm-hmm. I'm not some barbecue master. I'm grilling a fish.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah, grilling There's is so not barbecuing. You could fucking sorry spice that. Up. Yeah sorry. no no! I'm mm-hmm. not
2: pretending I'm some fucking pitmaster. I'm grilling mm-hmm. a fish and putting barbecue sauce on it.
3: Okay okay. <sighs> Josh, I'm surprised you're letting him go with that one. I mean, it seems a shame not to just immediately eat whatever you catch out there, but you know. (laughs) You you catch it on the boat? Yeah, Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Cut it up right there. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, Um, like, different fish. One of them, anyway.
2: The water around here ain't
0: exactly great. Yeah, there's that. You could be living in the UK right now. Oh my god! But that's a topic for a different day. This is we're heading there. Podcast entirely, but um, yeah, I really want to try that game out. So oh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna... ah. Are you gonna stick with the game, Rich? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, that's right, bruv!
1: I'm gonna play more, Governor.
0: Oh. <laughs> I I would try my British accent, but it, it's terrible and it's very give boring. it a go, bruv! <laughs> All right, we're going to take another quick commercial break, and then we're going to slam through the social media polls and get to the Patreon shout out What the fuck's so, the matter, bruv? I said we weren't going to go anywhere else. Guess what? I lied. We'll be right back. Oh, no! Hey there. Welcome. If you found this, you must be listening to The Chomp Cast. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. I know you're wondering...
1: Hey well, Shay, tell
0: them about the other podcast! Yes, I know you're wondering, what else could I listen to- Don't forget
2: the other podcast!
0: What else could I possibly listen to tell them about the from these guys who- Shut the fuck up! I'm about to tell them. As I was saying, if you want more content from us, and you want to hear us talk more about video games- Head over to SwordChomp.com where you can check out our other podcasts such as Chomping After Dark, a spoiler cast that deep dives on various games and movies, and Evoking the Sublime, where Shay breaks down the history and creation of a video game, often paired with interviews from various developers. Thank you and enjoy. We're back. We're going to talk about some polls that we did on the social media. Smoking polls. Every every Tuesday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, you can vote on these wonderful polls curated by yours truly, and you can vote on them and let us know how you feel. So first poll we're going to talk about is two years later, and a lot of work has been done on Halo Infinite. And I showed some side-by-side photos and I asked our fans, do you prefer the 2019 or the 2021 version? A whopping 91% said the 2021 version, um, which I will admit, I think looks a lot better. The lighting work that they've done on those makes it look much more visually and aesthetically pleasing. Um, I don't know how much more work they've done on the visuals themselves. They look like slight. They have a slight bit more detail, but the lighting, I think, was the
3: big difference there. Did you guys see those photos? Not those particularly, but no. I have seen. I've seen images, dif- but not yeah, the you're discussing. Yeah, I've seen the differences. Just don't know the specific ones you were mentioning. I should have sent those but, guys. Uh, to, sent those to you guys ahead of time. That's my bad. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I've, like I've seen pictures of it, and yeah, it's. That early stuff, it almost looks like they accidentally rendered it in one color space and then edited the trailer in a wider color space by accident because everything looked mm. so washed out. Um, Like, it was so far off. So far off that it just made no sense, like, how it even got to that point. Um, yeah, that may be the case. I'm
0: sending I, you guys... Yeah. The photos right now so you can take a quick look at them but yeah it's just like the 2019 versions just looked a hell of a lot darker and i mean that does make it look grittier but i just like that doesn't feel like yeah
2: lighting can make hey, a well. hell of a difference
0: yeah so i definitely like the the 2021 version better myself
2: yeah, I I would say so, especially like of those facial shots. There's a difference of something looking like it's from a shot looking dark and a, a shot looking like it's in a dark room. There's a distinct difference.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. So, Um. yeah, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite a little bit more as it comes closer, like our thoughts and feelings about it before its release and upon its release. Because, when is that
2: yeah.
1: out again?
0: Uh, let me check really quick because I forgot the date. And that's how I tell you that I forgot the date is through sing song. That's also how I stall because I don't know the release date. Uh, November 15th.
3: <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna be fuck me. I just kind of banked on that getting delayed a few more months. Yeah, well just... Josh, <laughs> it's looking like you can't bank on that. Yeah, well, I mean you might actually be able to. You never know mm-hmm. yeah, but just didn't actually um... expect it out this year. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't seem likely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's kind of good that they released
0: it this year because uh, there haven't been a lot of games in the AAA space, and I think it won't have to compete. So maybe it's to the benefit, or maybe it's to uh, it's.
3: Uh, Seems like a good time. Finally, I
2: can throw out all these Doritos bags I've been
0: saving. <laughs> oh yeah. Right.
2: Oh. Uh, that next ah, poll. Fuck.
3: I forgot to bring those <laughs> chips in here.
0: Charles Martinet uh-huh. wants to voice Mario. For the rest of his life, let the I man said, do it.
1: Yeah,
0: I said, "What say you?" And this was a bit confusing. Ninety-two percent of people said, "Here do we go?" Like, yes. And eight percent of people said, "Oh no, what the fuck is wrong with
3: the eight percent of you who said who no?" Who doesn't like Charles Martinet's Mario? Who are you people? That's just the most baffling. I mean, unless you're a big fan of super mario brothers the cinematic masterpiece and you're always bob hodgkins oh yeah 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 you're like why um, isn't
2: bob hodgkins mario in the
1: uh, i
2: still vote we take some time over the christmas picture to record super mario brothers movie <laughs> chomping after dark oh that's happening oh
0: yeah
1: excellent but that's
0: next year oh wait are you talking about the the old 90s one yeah 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 oh yeah. god do i have to yes Mhm. Am I? Con- you just said it was
2: You just said yes on the
0: podcast. <laughs> I met the other one. Fuck. I did, and yeah, you did.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was so fucking confused. Why?
0: Why are eight percent of people saying no? Uh. Yeah, I don't know who
2: these
1: people are. These Chris I'm Pratt stands they just didn't coming out of the was. woodwork. Like. Yeah.
3: Doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Oh
0: man, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. I'm sending this privately, but let's okay. move on
3: from the poll. Hey, it's um, a
2: picture of of a
3: gopher. I actually didn't get anything. Uh, that's no gopher.
0: Looking what's out.
3: Anyway, that's a uh, space
0: station. Gorilla Games seems to be hiring external studios to work on More Horizon with rumors of a VR game coming does that excite you 40% of people said yeah for sure and 53% of people said mm, not really sorry which I like is interesting to me because they're talking about like not just a sequel to forbidden um forbidden wilds but forbidden wilds or forbidden west I always mix forbidden those up. west I think it's forbidden west forbidden west
2: frozen wilds was the frozen expansion. wilds forbidden
0: west yes um, they're talking about doing like some other games in the universe of horizon. So it wouldn't be just centered on Aloy. They'd be other yet. Yeah, it's,
2: it's a big world. I think that's a more interesting prospect than harping it on one character. Like I, I even personally, yeah. um, was like apprehensive about the idea of the main sequel following Aloy, just because I feel like that first game wrapped up her story so well. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I until we it mentioned that on the show at one to. point about how yeah, our we definitely story was so complete about... that, yeah. It it ties such a nice bow on it until it, like, does an after credits thing that's like, come on, why? <laughs> mm.
0: You know what's funny is, um, when, when we talked about that years ago on one of our Game of the Year shows, we predicted, we were like, there's probably going to be a sequel, and we were talking about that a little bit, so um not that like we're like these amazing people who predicted <laughs> things but it's always fun to go back and listen wait to you guys are the show.
2: ones who predicted that the successful triple a game would get a sequel
0: right mm-hmm. and we were right about it yeah but no uh it's always fun to see kind of like when we think that certain things are going to happen in the industry to see how they actually fall in into place but uh yeah, that was one of the ones we were right about. But no, I'm very excited. I I loved Fri- Horizon Zero Dawn. I am probably gonna try and play the DLC by the end of the year. Uh, Frozen Wild, just because I I've been saying for years I need to knock that off the list, and it, I I think I do at this point because yeah, I'm sure there will be some stuff for reference in there in the sequel. So um, yeah, I just I I love that world, and I can't wait to see. Forbidden West and what else uh,
2: comes after, yeah.
0: Guerrilla Games and what other studios that they hired to do some stuff in there do because um, I, I think it's a wonderful IP and there's a lot more to do in there.
3: You're not the only one who pees.
0: Turns out, <laughs> and I thought I was. The I one laughed
1: one. really hard at that joke in my head.
0: <laughs> well, you know, at least somebody it's laughed. So stupid. <laughs> and it was me too. Yeah. Um, four four modders have worked over the span of the past four months to allow you to re-enter Fallout New Vegas. So, um, I wasn't entirely clear on the poll. I should have done a better job about that on this. So, basically, um, in Fallout Four, there's a new mod that has been introduced that you you get this mission where you warp into that area from Fallout New Vegas, and about a quarter of the entire game. Is available to play, uh, including the new the the Vegas Strip and some of the surrounding area. They have plans to expand that further. It's not just a remaster; it's actually taking place six years later, as well. So it's a little bit of remastering, a little bit of reimagining in the new Vegas area, which is kind of
3: cool. How?
1: Hmm. How do you have a? Hmm. You probably,
2: there, I'm sure there's some contextual reason for it, but that. Uh, I, um, how, I was
3: going to say, how do you have a sequel to something that's you got like four different endings? I don't know. I don't know. I, obviously, I, to say? I, I haven't, I haven't played it, and I didn't get to yeah. read
0: on the finer details of that. But, <laughs> but I was just curious if people were interested because I think a lot of people have consistently said that New Vegas is their favorite out of the three Fallout the, games that have recently dropped. It's the best of Bethesda's Fallout's.
3: Yeah, yeah, I really like New Vegas. Yeah, New Vegas is phenomenal. But I was curious how it's got some. I mean, I don't. don't, I'm sure they've ironed out the bugs decades afterwards, but it was it was pretty buggy at launch. That's any Bethesda
2: thing. Yeah, but but, uh, like I think it had more interesting ideas than even Fallout Four carried forward. Like the faction stuff was all really cool. Like a lot of the really cool stuff that game did, Fallout Four did not do, and it's a shame. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't think that's completely <clears throat> useless um criticism. We're all fans there.
2: of Mr. New Vegas here.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, sixty-five percent of people said whale well, had a partner. And thirty-five percent of people said, I think I'm done with Vegas, baby. So I I wish I had a good enough PC to get more into the mods because I'm definitely interested in that. Um, oh, that game I was can run on your in the Fallout Miami sure. when they
3: had that up, and I'm interested yeah. in this one. I mean, oh, that's is, still not done yet. It I like keep an eye on the Miami one. Ancient game at this point, so you should be able to run it. So, anyway. yeah, maybe. I, I,
1: know I think they you have noticed some mods
3: on the systems, so maybe I should check into that. Didn't you
2: yeah. po- point out once, Jay, when I was screen sharing that I had the <laughs> Fallout Miami page on my uh, my task bars because I yes. check it for uh, updates often.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, I really want to see that mod go live. That I'm still really excited for that.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really, really cool endeavor. Uh, with it's a lot ambitious really, as fuck. Ambitious as fuck, and a lot of the writing stuff they're doing is neat as hell.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, this one kind of blew my mind, this, this one, so I think you guys are going to love this one. Brass Lion Entertainment is working on Project Shaolin, an action RPG game centered around Wu-Tang Clan. It's basically going to be Diablo-esque, is what it's being rumored to be. I said, are you interested to see more? 62% of people said, hell yeah. And 38% of people said, it ain't nothing to... F- obviously, fuck with, but uh, you could I say only fuck. had so much room. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh is this an official sequel to Wu-Tang Shaolin style? I don't know. It might be a, just a different game entirely, but um, you'd have to look into that. I didn't see anything on that when I was looking into it, but are you guys interested in this? I'm absolutely interested in this.
2: As interested in it as I was in Wu-Tang Shaolin style back in the day. So
1: very. Yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang I, is I, for I, the kids.
3: What, yeah, wanna, Exactly. want want to see what it's going to do at this point so yeah one of the things i really like
0: that has happened in the past three to five years is how gaming culture and nerd culture is just being more widely accepted you know um especially within like the hip-hop community and sports communities is that people are kind of showing their affinity for things like anime where people are wearing things like uh like Naruto and My Hero Academia sneakers and sports games or rappers are rapping about uh, certain characters they love in animes and games. It's becoming much more common, and I'm really glad to see it. So this is just kind of like another addition to that. Not that Wu-Tang is just suddenly um, becoming aware of it. I mean, like you said, Rich, they've been involved in this for a while, but it's cool to see that it's, Continuing and it's being more common, especially within now, the hip hop community.
2: Will this game be just for Martin screlly or will it be for everyone? Oh
0: well, actually, he doesn't even own that album anymore. I don't. know if I you know. know that. I
2: just like bringing that up whenever I can. Oh, okay.
0: I like forgetting that that human being exists. Uh, most of us do. It is
3: nice. It is nice.
0: Yeah, I haven't thought about him in for a few years until I saw an article like, "Find
3: out who now owns the one of a kind Wu
0: Tang album," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that fucking douche." It was his I, I idea
3: like the scapegoat disappeared and we all just kind of ignored that insulin prices didn't go down without him.
0: <laughs> right? And the yeah. only people still We're shouting like, no, it no, out are No, no, we totally fixed that.
3: It. We totally fixed that thing. Nobody pay attention to to it's how everything is worse. Yeah.
2: And everything's yeah. worse now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it turns out that he was just like he wasn't like the top of the line scumbag. He was just He was the, the most vocal of, of the scumbag.
3: Yeah. He was just one that didn't know to lie about it like the rest of them. It's like,
2: you're not supposed to fucking say anything, you idiot.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, this
0: poll was more personal. I've been thinking about this game a lot recently, and it actually came off of... Um, I, did a, I, w- I did a post last week about bosses and the purpose of them and, like, great bosses. I had asked the guys for some examples of different kinds of bosses and whatnot. Just because I was thinking about bosses recently, and um, I was thinking about one in Fantasy Star, actually two of them in Fantasy Star, the the original. And I feel like that game doesn't get the praise it properly deserves. Um, I like the you cat. Know, I, I feel like people who played that game know it's such a classic, but often people are like, oh, Fantasy Star 2 and Fantasy Star 4 are the the top of the line. And I feel like the first one... Is so amazing. It just doesn't get the praise it deserves. So I was curious and I asked our fans, would you consider Fantasy Star a classic? The original one. The one with Meow the Cat, Alice, Noah the Wizard, and Odin, the big buff dude. And sixty-nine percent of people said it's a true classic. I like the cat. And thirty one percent of people said I'm sorry what game yeah so cool stuff Star there. Online. but yeah I think that game is just phenomenal and um, yeah I love that game so much have you guys ever
3: played it yes nope I've tried to play it but don't think I got very far it's hard to
1: go back to
0: yeah To be honest with you, yeah, it pains me to say that. I feel like if you're in the mood for a retro dungeon crawling game, it is one of the best, but if you're really not in the mood for grinding or doing that dungeon crawly stuff or not having your hand held at all, it's a tough sell.
2: Uh, I will no doubt uh, get around to and probably have you aboard for it, doing a a chomping at the bits on that game eventually because it's got a fascinating history, um, including studio splits right in the middle of it. I don't know if you're a lot of people compare yeah. Fantasy Star to Star Ocean. That makes a lot of sense because the studio split in half halfway through its development, and the other half went and made Star Ocean.
0: Exactly. Now, uh, the thing I will say is, uh, if you don't have me on for that show, I will quit. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's fair. I mean, it would never would have been a, a
2: not going to be a problem. We would have.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm kidding, by the way. Uh. Because we'll never do that episode, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we're not doing it. Fuck you, no. Um. Yeah, please have me on for that episode. I have a lot to say about that game, and I don't want to just fucking massive dump here where, like, three people are going to be like, shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, you, you can do it for an hour and a half where people are expecting to hear about
0: Fantasy Star. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the right place. Um. Josh, you should play it sometime. Just give it a shot, and, like... Yeah, I'll need to try it
3: again when I'm in the mood for that sort of thing because you can play it on I'll your hang Switch. I'll out you with you and give you tips. Yeah. Yeah, i may have to try it on that. Yeah. I, I, like, honestly, I bounced off of that and Star Ocean pretty hard. Like, they're just... Yeah.
0: They're very grindy and the thing is, if you're not playing with an emulator where you can speed things up, it's a slog. I will say that. I like the cat. Meow. Play- <laughs> M-Y-A-U. Meow.
1: He which is into the name a, of the
0: cat. But uh, the bird. last poll we did this week, the trailer for the new Uncharted movie dropped. And I wanted to know how excited are people for that movie. And I did one of the little sliders, and it was smack dab in the middle. Which I'm
3: not surprised about. It far higher than it should be for any video game movie, but okay.
2: I think that movie exists. It looks just fine. It looks like it's going to be exactly what I expect it to be, which is a big-budget action popcorn flick. And I think that's fine, because I think a movie that adapts Uncharted doesn't need to be anything more than that.
1: Yeah, that's what I... Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's
3: kind of what it's I mean, it's hard to sell a video game movie. Just period. Like, we... (sighs) We, we've seen you guys try this so many times at this point that if the trailer doesn't look absolutely amazing, like it, it's hard to get excited. Yeah, I, I would say
0: that like, you guys remember when that Assassin's Creed movie came out? I it try not some, to. No, no. I mean, it was, it was good for a one-time watch to see
3: what happens. No, nah, it was a, pretty bad. I'm not saying was it's great. Is that the great. Jake I'm Gyllenhaal saying... one or was that?
1: Yes. No, that's Prince of Persia. oh
3: Yeah, that was the Prince of Persia one. I don't, don't even remember who Michael was Fassbender. in the Assassin's Creed. Fastbender was Assassin's Creed. Fastbender was, okay, that's right. I, yeah.
0: It's good for like a one time watch to see, like okay, if if the budget is there like it is, but also had a really good script, then like you're seeing what half of that would look like unfortunately not the other half but
2: yeah they had a budget and a atrocious script as far as mm-hmm. i can tell
0: i mean it's cool to see that stuff brought to life i think the witcher granted there was a book series before as a game it's kind of been the exception to the rule where i think the witcher is an awesome tv show i know a lot of people feel i enjoyed it about
2: that. i think castlevania is the best ex- like i know it's yeah. animated but like that is the best video game adaptation into a thing we've gotten the castlevania animated series is so phenomenal
0: the animated ones always do well like i shouldn't say always but usually do pretty well it's
2: still pretty miss i think for like the castlevania is exceptional
0: that's true i i just would love to see some of these these games brought to life and with movie magic, and it felt like uncharted was just like you can't fuck that up because it's already halfway to being a fucking big well, budget film
1: and i'm not thing. I guess
0: i can't really judge it as being fucked up because we haven't even seen it we've seen a two and a half minute trailer, but to be honest yeah. with you, i like watching it, I was like, okay, it exists, but like nothing about that trailer really Got me excited. I hate I don't to say that. I
2: don't think it's going to be exceptional because I don't think it can be. In a movie space, Uncharted is not a standout idea. Like, yeah. we have Indiana Jones. We have these globetrotting adventure movies. It's National not doing any. Treasure. Yeah, National nicholas Cage. <laughs> it's not doing anything new or exciting. Like, I'm sure it's going to be an entertaining action movie, but it's not going to stand out.
3: Yeah, like, the yeah, exactly. Like you're saying, there's no room for it to stand out. Like, this thing was already. A photocopy of a photocopy. Whenever it was made, and into the thing a video that was game.
2: unique about it was that it was a video game.
3: Yes, yeah. I, and now they're turning it back. They're trying to turn it. They're trying to reconstruct the original from this. You know, hand me down Xerox. I, that is, you know,
2: it's not going to change the world. I'm sure it'll be. F- I'll watch it. I'm sure it'll be a fun popcorn flick. But it's not going to be
0: anything more than that. And that, that's fine. I want to. I want to push back. And granted, this is in. in- Part due to it being a video game, but the character development in those games are exceptional, especially four, um, where a lot of that kind of comes to fruition. Like you've been watching for the past three games, it's harder to obviously do that with a a, a movie. And I think that honestly, this yeah. would have been better served as like a limited one season series with a lot they of production value put into be it, yeah, because right then you that. could have the time for that character development that I mean, a video that's... game does.
3: Yeah, that's what the writers are used to at this point. Granted, they can do the other, as as uh you were saying with uh fuck what what the lost fuck what's the what's the, what's the one that's standalone but basically DLC. that my, my brain is completely oh um freeing.
2: fuck the, the lost, lost Legacy, play- lost, lost Legacy, Legacy. The, the Chloe one.
3: Yeah, yeah, that one's bordering on short enough to be movie length ish. For sure, However, for sure. there's an awful lot of knowledge they assume you have going into it. Um But yeah, yeah, they kind of have a whole lot more experience writing something to develop over a long amount of time compared to movie scripts. Um, for sure. Granted, yeah, I mean it's I, not like it's not like it's you know, naughty dog, their team of writers writing everything, but like as far as like turning turning that idea into Something, it, it, yeah, it kind of makes more sense for it to stay closer to that time frame, I think. At least to have an idea of what to do with it. Hmm. But, yeah.
0: We'll see. I, I, will, I will say this. One of the things I think was really off-putting to me is I don't imagine Wa- Mark Wahlberg. Because he's not the greatest actor.
3: And I, I feel try like not I to imagine Mark Wahlberg.
0: Why, what's your problem, man? Okay. No, I said Mark Wahlberg, not Peter Griffin. That's the same person. (laughs) I just like, I imagine out of all the people they could have got, like Tom Holland is a solid choice. I think Tom Holland is a phenomenal actor and I don't think he necessarily embodies what I imagine when I think of um, Nathan Drake, but you know, I'll live with that. But like, and they want to skew younger. Mark Wahlberg is just wouldn't have been my first, second, third, fourth, third, fifth choice. So for
2: yeah. Well, you know what's amazing about the development uh, cycle of the Uncharted film is Mark Wahlberg has been attached to that film for so long that he started attached to play Nathan Drake, then aged out and, and got stuck into role. the role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm glad Tom Holland's Nathan Drake over. I Mark Wahlberg.
2: I am not just because it was so much more fun to do impressions of Mark Wahlberg as Nate. Holy shit, Sully! That bridge collapsed. Did you see that? Part of me, Sully. Why, why you? Sh-
3: morbidly fascinated to see Mark Wahlberg still playing Nathan Drake at this point. Yeah, Sully, did you know she was a co-op? With him as Nathan Drake, just so we could see that.
2: I don't think it ever exited post-production while he was attached for that. Um, I mean, pre-production, rather. Um, I would like to them to shoot a version of the movie where Mark Wahlberg is Nathan Drake and Tom Holland is Sully.
3: I mean, they're both Why there not? on set. They may as well just read each other's lines and release that
2: yeah just as swap, well every time they do a scene just from the top switch roles exactly just like lethal weapon six exactly like lethal mm-hmm. weapon six okay so halfway through they switch roles <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking but um anyways
2: thank danny you to devito who... as elaine
1: Elena. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you to those who <laughs> voted on the polls uh that's really fun discussion, and uh we're gonna round out the show with something that we do at the end of every month. It is our patreon shout outs. we gotta give thanks and praise to those who continue to support us and keep the lights on because uh without it, we would not be making as much content or doing as much as we do, and we are incredibly incredibly thankful that um the people who are about to name do what they do so Without further ado, I want to shout out to Mr.
1: Ivan, Bernadette, Jonathan, Michelle, Cy, Beefy Gamers, Eric, Bebop, Justin, Jay Holbro, Paul, The Zalby, Tawny, Amber, and
0: Fletch. Thank you to each and every one of you for supporting the show. Um... We've been really busy this week. We've been making a lot of content. Rich has been working on his chomping at the bits stuff, which hopefully is going to be going live here soon. Um, we've been making a little bit more chomping after darks due to your guys' support, um, which has been awesome. We always love making those shows. They're cool little deep dives for us. And um, we have some other stuff on the horizons and are on the horizon, not multiple horizons. Uh, but on, on the, the horizon, Forbidden West yeah the Forbidden Crest but no um, seriously you thank you to each and every one of you um, we're able to make all this content and we're able to keep the, the site running we're able to keep the podcast going we're able to put so much more time and effort so thank you to each and every one of you it means the world to us
1: mm-hmm. thank you guys Thank you, thank (laughs) you. I
0: thought you were going to do rub-a-dub-dub again, Rich. And I was like, oh, Oh,
2: no. Got to try new
0: things. (laughs) Good. Good. I'm glad. But no, if you are interested in joining the Patreon, so you can get shouted out, as well as all the other additional benefits that you get, head over to patreon.com slash sword chomp to check all of that out. It would help us a ton. Um. Yeah, I, I mean I love I'd love to end the the new or the year on a high note, be able to get some more content planned out. So, um obviously finances around the holidays are always tough because buying presents and visiting family and all that fun stuff can be difficult, but um yeah, I mean if we even have 1 dollar tier which gets you gets you into some stuff, so yeah, ch- head over there and check it out and uh it would help us out a ton. But also, if you are interested in more content from us, head over to swordchomp.com, where we have additional podcasts, such as um, Chomping After Dark, Evoking the Sl- Sublime, and soon we're going to be getting up Chomping at the Bits, which is Rich's new brand new podcast. Really excited about that. Uh, at the site, you can also find uh, different articles, such as reviews and other random pieces that Rich and our buddy Ray write, and sometimes when I feel compelled to, I also write so, um, you can check those out there. We have merchandise, um, which I'm sure you guys have heard about a merchandising. lot. At this point. We're merchandising. Uh, we have a lot of merch that you one. can access at the store on the site. So it chomped um, the breakfast cereal. Oh, man, I'd love that. Hot sauce breakfast cereal, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to. So it That'd the be doll. To... Hot sauce breakfast cereal. The, <laughs> like little chomping swords as. Uh, so Syria. a jump
2: the flamethrower
0: <laughs> but seriously i mean like joining the patreon helps us be able to do stuff like that but um yeah uh more we have a bunch of merch over there and um you can f- head over there and find out all about us how to get more immersed in the sword shop experience get more content out of us if you so wish you can also follow us at the uh, social medias uh, the Twitter handle and the Instagram handles are at Swordchomp. Um, I post there fairly frequently. I'd love to post there more frequently, but unfortunately, life and responsibility kind of gets in the way. So, um, I post there when I can, like things that inspire me that I'm thinking about, or new games that we're talking about, or topic of the week stuff like that. So head over there, follow, give us a follow on either one of those, so you can keep up to date on the Swordchomp news. And you can find each one of us individually on Twitter or Rich and myself on Instagram. And you can follow us there. So, It's true. Yeah, Yeah, just look us up there. And uh, you can see our personal hijinks. But anyways, that's going to do it for the show. It's a shorter show this week. Um, Obviously, we didn't play as much games as we usually do. So we're going to get out of here a little bit early. uh, Give ourselves a little bit of a break after the rough week we all had. Two and a half Um, hours, but a light one. Yes. We have some really exciting topics planned out for the rest of the year, or at least for November. And Game of the Year is approaching. I'm really excited for that. So there's going to be more news on that here in the coming weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I want to say thank you to Rich for being here from New York. Josh for being here from North Carolina. um, Me being here from Japan. I'm not thanking myself, just letting you know where I'm coming from. (laughs) And I want to say thank you to you, the listener, for checking out our show. So we're going to be back next week. I hope you're here to hear us. I hope you're here to support us and uh, let us know what you think. Anyways, be safe out there. Drink some water. Unclench your jaw. All that good jazz. Take care of yourselves and be well.